I want to do something for this morning, and it's unique. The Lord gave this to me this morning. I thought I had somewhere else was going. The Lord gave this to me. I, I'm going to invite a special speaker today. Um, my wife just panicked. <laughs> it's not you. Oh, she just literally fell off the couch by the side of me. She's like, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> oh, that was too good. I, I really enjoyed that one. You should have seen. I wish I could turn the camera and you could see her eyes. She literally just almost like we almost needed to do a resuscitation. <laughs> Quick. Uh, uh, no, I want to invite a special speaker today. Um, let him share with you his words. Um, he gave us, he's not able to be here today, but he gave us a letter, um, that he would, uh, would like for us to read portions of that today. This guy is an amazing guy. I'm going to tell you a little history about him before, uh, I let him speak today. Um, he grew up in a extremely, uh, strict and, uh, religious society. Um, in fact, he was extremely, uh, uh, zealous in his approach, um, to his uh, traditional um, religious values. And as he got older, he was a prodigy. Uh, he was absolutely a rock star in his, um, in his uh, uh, um, uh, culture, in his, in his group. And he ascended to the highest ranks he could probably ascend. In fact, when it was all said and done, he was chosen to be the, champion of um, his religious sect and he was absolutely on track to achieve whatever he wanted to achieve and was absolutely the 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 uh, the all-star of all stars but he had this amazing experience one day on one of his uh, trips uh, and this experience brought him face to face with Jesus Christ and it changed his life and in that moment, he completely changed everything he had, all, had known and practiced and changed completely and spent the rest of his years, which were difficult to say the least. Um, he dealt with many hardships, spent most of his, the rest of his life in prison, uh, dealt with, uh, numerous assassination attempts, um, was, uh, dealt with tremendous hardships physically, emotionally, uh, mentally, uh, but spent the rest of his life dedicated to spreading the message of Jesus Christ. And literally, probably outside of Jesus, was the most influential and is the most influential voice of the entire church of Jesus Christ. Uh, now, most of you probably by this point in time know who I'm referring to. And yes, you are correct. I am referring to Paul. Uh, Paul was a tremendously complex man and had a tremendous testimony, but he is a perfect example of the power of Jesus Christ. But I want him to share with you his words today. I'm going to be reading. If you would like, I would ask if you could today. Now, I understand this may be a bit, a little challenging for some. I don't know how you are viewing today, um, what your um, device is whether you're using a phone or you're a tablet person, a computer person, or maybe you're one of those fancy people that you have figured out a way to get my face on your big flat screen. And I do apologize for that. Um, you don't have to laugh. So this happened a couple weeks ago. My wife just thinks that's so funny. Uh, Lord, give us grace today. Lord, I receive your grace right now. Thank you, father. 
Yes, I'm just going to open up my spirit and receive that right now. Your grace is sufficient. Thank you. I just want to pay attention to what's happening over here. Keep my eyes on the prize. But I apologize if I'm in on your big screen. Uh, I will do better. Um, this probably is not, as they say, he has a face for radio. That's probably more akin to what's going on here. <laughs> I got an actual, I, my own wife is actually laughing out loud. I mean, she can't even silently laugh. She's laughing. I'm just, that just, that, 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 that sticks me deep. We may have to pause here for a moment and just ask you to reach out and touch your screen right now. That's it. Reach out, touch your screen. Let's connect together. I want to touch my screen. You touch your screen. Let's pray for me because I need it right now. <laughs> this has gone off the rails quick. Um, boy, you can't, I mean, literally, I mean, come on, folks. We're, we've left the reservation, so you might as well, we might, we might as well have fun doing it. Um, anyways, but I do apologize if I'm on your big screen. However, if it is possible, Maybe you can share a device, get a device, whatever you can do. I, I'm gonna ask you if you can take a take a moment. We'll we'll I'll give you just a, a few moments. Have a device if you do, and I want you to follow along because I'm going to be reading um, a good portion of scripture here today. Um, because I, I'm being somewhat funny but serious, I want Paul to speak to us today, and uh, I want you to be able to read along with me so you know what I'm saying is true, and I'm not making it up. But I want you to look at this, um, and I want you to um, to to follow along. So find a device, find something you can do, hopefully to follow along if you're able to. Now, if you're driving and watching, that may be a problem. Um, and if you're watching and making breakfast, that may be a problem as well. Hopefully, you're in a situation where you can do this. But if you can, uh, find a device, and if you have uh, a modern um Bible app. Um, I'm going to be reading, starting in Romans chapter 12, I'm going to be reading uh, out of the New Living Translation. And the reason I'm doing that is because uh, the New Living Translation um, is just easier to read in bulk, to be honest with you. Um, it, it just rolls off the tongue a little better. And in this situation where I'm reading such a large amount of scripture, um, it's easier for you as the listener to follow along with. But I would prefer if you could to follow along with this, not just in listening to me. Now, if that's the only option, great. But if you're able to, grab a Bible and let's follow along together. We're going to be reading uh, about two and a half chapters, just in case you're wondering. Um, actually, maybe eh, a little bit more than that. So uh, we're going to be reading for just a few moments today. And I'll stop here uh, for once in a while and add some comments. But I really want Paul, to the best of my ability, to let Paul speak. Um, here, so let's go. Romans chapter 12, verse number one. We're going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. Now, if you go back and you read this, this is Paul's letter to the church in Rome. And hence, that's why it's called Romans. It's, it's not called Baltimoreans or, you know, uh, New Yorkers. It is called Romans because he is writing to the church in Rome. Um, there's some fascinating, uh, historical and cultural um, context to that, because again, he's writing to the church who is operating in the, in, in the epicenter of the world, which at the time would have been Rome it was the largest city in the ancient world. It was the, it was the seat of the largest empire in the ancient world, Rome, the richest, the most perverse, 
the most uh, 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 fleshly driven. I mean, you can go down the list. I mean, so he's not writing to a group of people held up in some mountain fortress in the middle of nowhere. He's writing to a church in the middle of, I mean, this is like, uh, this is equivalent to writing to the church in New York City, and there's no other city in America but New York. Um, it, it, that's not even a good enough analogy to what the context of what it is. So this is the, the letter to the Roman church. And he goes through a bunch of stuff. Romans 7 is awesome. Romans 7, he talks about um, his previous life and and the law by which he lived and dedicated his life to. But this new thing, this new covenant he's been a, he's embraced and the power of the new covenant. It's just amazing things. But I want to pick up his wording here um, in verse number uh, in verse in, in chapter 12, verse number one, because if you read this letter, you'll see that there's a shift here starting in chapter 12. And so we're going to read it. New Living Translation. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Now, I tell you, I'm going to do my best to leave a lot of this stuff alone and let Paul talk because I could just you could go hours just on that verse. Well, we continue. Verse number two. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Notice this. What is transformation? Transformation begins in the mind. And what does transformation do? Transformation changes your behavior. Transformation changes how you operate. Then, because of this transformation, then you will know, you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. How do I know the will of God? He goes in Romans chapter 8. is another great, tremendous. Romans 7 and 8, man, you could just read those two every day for the rest of the year, and you could you could never explore the depths of it but romans 8 he talks about that we don't know the will of god but god gives us his spirit when we pray in the spirit we're praying the perfect will of god but paul's saying here you can't even begin to understand the will of god until you let god change the way you think and when you change the way you think god will help you and teach you by if you're learning you're being taught right hence the 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 the, uh the the companionship of learning is teaching who's the teacher God is his spirit's the teacher. That's why the Bible says that the spirit of God will lead and guide you into all truth. His spirit is the ultimate teacher. So you will learn to know God's will for you. How many of you right now want to know God's will for your life? How do I know God's will for your life? Well, you got to start there. You got to start with letting God change the way you think, changing the framework of what you think, changing the rewiring your brain that you don't think as the rest of the world thinks. You don't think like everybody else thinks that you think according to what he has destined and his principles and his pattern and his word. You think in those terms. And when you do that, he will teach you so that you can learn his will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. And that word perfect there doesn't mean without flaws. That word perfect means complete. But I continue. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Whoa. Now he just, Paul is just one of those guys. He is a blunt guy. He doesn't, he doesn't sugarcoat. He doesn't cookie cut. He just goes straight to it. He goes, listen, 
I'm going to give you a warning. Here's your warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Ouch. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. We talk about measurements, right? He said, listen, be honest with that. Don't think of yourself highly. You're like, I'm just the best. I'm just, I mean, come on, folks. You should be privileged that I'm a part of this church because of look at me. Okay, Sparky, let's take you and put you up next to Jesus. Let's measure you next to him before you walk around and you just like, like you don't, you're just got it together because I've never done anything like these people. How about Jesus? Because you know what? Your self-righteousness is filthy rags to him. He literally forgive the same. It's kind of crude. He pukes at your self-righteousness. It makes him vomit. Now, if you're going to look at me and go, well, he's done this and I've never done that. He said this and I've never said it. He's acted like this. Or how about this? Ready? They wear that. I would never wear that. They go there. I would, I would never go there. They listen to that. I would never listen to that. No, you're right. You would never do that. You're way too holy for that. You'll just bicker, gossip, backbite. You'll do all those things, but that those really aren't that big of a deal to God. It's really about, I don't, don't smoke, don't drink, don't chew, don't hang out with those who do. Woohoo for me. He said, don't think too highly of yourself. Be honest in your evaluation, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part a specific function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. Hence, hello, small group. Right there. That's a small group scripture. We belong to each other. We're together in this. Black, white, rich, poor. All different cultures. All different personalities. I don't like you. You don't like me. Get over it. We're a part of the same body. That's what Paul's saying. Verse 6. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak as out. With as much faith as God has given you. If the, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, encourage, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. But here, now ready? He gives all this. Now Paul is, now I, I want you, if you don't hear the rest of what I'm saying, and I, and I don't know, hopefully we'll get to what all of what I want to read today, but maybe not. This right here is, an, is, is the list. Listen to the next, the end, starting in verse number nine till we get to verse 21. I want you to take, I want you to take yourself and put it up next to this mirror that I'm about to read and see how many of these things that are missing in your life. You ready? Cause I'm telling you, I read this and I'm like, oh Lord, I got, there goes my year. My year just filled up. I got so much to pray for now after reading this list. I don't know about you. I'm way too busy trying to help Jesus, get Jesus to help me that I have any time to judge where you are. I got to be honest with you. If you got time to pick apart everybody else, you apparently don't realize the person you are because no offense. I don't know how you feel. I got enough junk in me to worry about that. I can worry about the junk in you. 
And Paul's about to give us a list. You ready? So if you don't hear anything I say, let's just read this list and see how well you're doing. Let's take a test. A New Year's resolution test. Verse number nine. Ready? Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. Take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Oh, you ready? Oh, I, I, I do those things pretty well. Okay. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. <laughs> Excuse me real quick. Did you, that was not your coffee you just choked on. That was God. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Is there any way we could have a vote right now and have some scriptures removed out of the Bible? Because that's on the top of the list for me right there. Can we just put that right there? Let's just X that one out. Because I want them to burn. And I don't want extra, I don't want original. I want Kentucky Fried Chicken extra crispy. If you're going to persecute me, I want you to be crispy. Nope. He said, don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy. Wait a minute. Why are they blessed and I'm not? Why do they got that and I don't? How come they are doing? Look, I know what they're doing. I saw it on Facebook and God's over there blessing them. He said, be happy when those are happy. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. <laughs> oh, you spiritual elite just need to just think about that one for a second. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. I'm not. This is Paul speaking. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you're honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing so, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Let's keep reading. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. Wait a minute. I mis I mean, I mis I misunderstood that. Let me read that again. Everyone must submit to the Republican Party. Oh, I'm sorry. This I I gotta reread that again. Does it say that? Oh, oh, that's right. Everyone must submit to the president you voted for. But if you didn't vote for him, you took. I need to rub my eyes for a second. I think I'm misreading that again. Let me read it one more time. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. For all authority comes from God and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's amazing how we just skipped over that during COVID. There ain't no government going to tell me what to do. Okay. Then you got to figure out how to deal with Romans 13 verse one. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against God that has instituted it and they will be punished for the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right. But in those who are doing wrong, would you like to live without fear 
of authorities, do what is right, and they will honor you. I get it. I get it. This is old stuff, Joel. This is from back in the day. They have no idea what we're dealing with now. No, you're right. You're exactly right. These Romans had no idea. Yeah, they were just, they were living under the authority of a, of a guy who considered himself deity, uh, that what he said was not just uh, a suggestion, that, uh, the greatest form of punishment, um, was crucifixion, uh, that, um, people were regularly being killed, fed to the lions, but, you know, they weren't dealing with anything we're dealing with today. You know, they didn't have to deal with people on Facebook who didn't agree with us. It's so hard. The authorities are God's verse four. The authority are God's servants sent for your good. Now, listen, he's telling this to the Romans. He's not telling this to people held up in some faraway place. He's telling this that the authorities are God's servants. Whoa, time out. Didn't look like God's servants. But if you're doing wrong, of course, you should be afraid for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do wrong. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. Now, ready? This is Jesus. This is just as Paul talking to the Romans. Pay your taxes. Wait a minute. Do you know what they do with that money? Do you know the corruption in the, in the government? Do you know how bad the Romans are? Do you know what they're taking that money and they're paying soldiers. They're going all over, all over the world and are slaughtering men, women, and children. Paul said, pay your taxes for the same reason for the government workers need to be paid. They're serving God and what they do. Oh, I mean, you literally listen this. I'm not speaking these things. I'm reading gift to everyone that owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. I'm telling you right now, I guarantee you, I'm not, I don't have the numbers. I guarantee you, we just lost about 10 people dropped off with though. And, and again, I, I, this is not even, I'm just reading Paul. Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. For the commandments say you must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not covet. These and other such commandments are summed up in this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to others. So love fulfills the requirements of the law. Basically, Paul's saying, listen, I could give you a list of do's and don'ts, but that doesn't work anymore. I'm going to go to the heart of the matter. Love your neighbor. If you love your neighbor, I don't have to give you a list. Because you know what? You could not commit adultery, but hate. You could not murder, but despise in your heart. You could not steal, but you could sit there and think of every dirty, nasty thing. But Paul says, love your neighbor as yourself. Because if I love, it's not just attacking my action. It's attacking attacking my thoughts, my attitude, my internals. This is all the more urgent for, you know, how late it is. Time is running out. Now he, he said there's 2000 years ago. If time was running out 2000 years ago, where are we at now? Wake up for our salvation is nearer now than it was when we first believed the night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put them in the shining armor of right living and put on the shining armor, right living because we belong to the day. 
We must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity or immoral living or in quarreling or in jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Now, this is off. Bishop Wright referred to this last night, but listen to this. This is some awesome stuff. Accept other believers who are weak in the faith. Don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. But they're wrong. No, 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 no time out. For instance, for instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything. But another believer says with a sensitive conscience, we'll only eat vegetables. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do. For God has accepted them. Come on, brother Paul, preach it. Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall. And with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. In the same way, some think one day is more holy than another day, while others think every day is alike. You each, you should each fully can be convinced with that whichever day you choose is acceptable. Those who worship the Lord on a special day do it with honor to him. Those who eat any kind of food do so to honor the Lord since they give thanks to God before eating. And those who refuse to eat certain foods also want to please the Lord and give thanks to God. For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose. To be Lord both of the living and the dead. So why do we condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For the scripture says, as surely as I live, every knee will bend to me and every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. Highlight that, mark it, write it on your, I mean, like go get it written on your arm right there. Each of us will give an account to God. You know, next time you, you know, to get that people get that tattoo, the on only God will judge me. You're right. And add Romans 14, 12 to that tattoo next time. Only God will judge me. You're right. And he said, each one of us will give an account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. I know and am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. Stop for just a moment. You have no idea the magnitude of that statement. This was from a guy who was the chief of he was the chief of all chiefs. He was the. The, the all-star of all all-stars and a part of his upbringing was there were certain foods that were wrong. You did not eat them. You, you didn't even touch them. They were just wrong. And he makes the statement. That's how far Paul had gotten. I know. And it convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ that no, not the law. He wasn't. Look, he said, I'm convinced the authority of the law on Moses. No, he said on the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it's wrong, then for that person, it is wrong. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, 
you're not acting in love if you eat it. Now, what does that mean? That means if someone invites you over to their house and you know they've got some personal convictions that you don't go beating them up for their convictions or you do things in front of them that might cause a friction between. I mean, ex- uh, if, if, for example, I know some that um, friends of mine that believe in certain things are wrong. Now, I don't believe they're wrong, but when I'm around them, I don't do those things or talk about those things because I respect what they believe. I don't live by it. And honestly, to be frank, I don't agree with it, but I respect it because that's their own salvation. They've got to work that out. He said, uh, where are we at here? And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you're not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone for whom Christ died. Meaning, don't let the little stuff destroy someone. I mean, like some of the stuff that we argue about, some of the stuff we get in discussions about, it's like, come on, really? That's what that's what we're going to talk about? That's it? I'm mean, going to give you a good one. I'm just going to get really controversial here really quickly. Won't be the first or the last. I'll give you a good example because I've heard people both sides and you've probably heard of it now. There's a, there's a, um, there's a, a, a television show that's wildly popular right now called the chosen. And I've heard people on both sides and uh, some people have said, oh, the chosen is this and it's that and it's that and it's this. And I've heard people talk about how powerful it's been to them, how life-changing, how they've been able to see Jesus in a new light and how others have come to know Jesus by listening to that. But I've watched this debate go on and I'm like, really, that's where we are? I'm in favor of anything that's going to bring someone closer to Jesus. And sometimes it may not be something I'm comfortable with, but if it's bringing someone closer to Jesus, then by all means, I thought that's what this is about. But yet we can sit and argue about something over the fine points that we miss the message and we end up destroying something that God is using in certain people's lives to be a vehicle to bring them into the knowledge and relationship with him. Who am I to judge that? Who am I? I give you another one, and I know I'm, I'm. I'm just. Let's just get out there. Woo! Won't be the first or the last. It's my, my lot in life. You may not like Christian rap. You may not like Christian hip hop. Well, hip hop is is really got its roots, and you might have all your scripture and all your fired up. But you know what? For some people who come who have been exposed to certain. That Christian hip-hop may be the vehicle that God is using in their life to bring them to a place to know Him. And if I'm going to sit here on my spiritual high horse and say, well, that's wrong because it's hip-hop and it's mimicking the things, time out! If that's what God has shown me, then it's my conviction. But if God's using that in someone else's life, because honestly, there are people out there in a, in, a, in living in situations that I can never relate to, never be able to relate to. And for me to sit here with my pasty self and 
judge the fact that they're using Christian hip hop as a vehicle to get closer to Jesus because my pastiness doesn't appreciate that music. Who am I? Because the result is they're finding Jesus Christ. And if Jesus wants them to stop listening to that, he'll work on them. But me telling them, I don't care if I have, I've got book. So what? Congratulations. You got book. So did Paul while he was chopping heads off of Christians. He had book too. Don't forget. But how many people have we, have we intentionally and unintentionally it's been intentional sometimes. How many people have we destroyed their walk with God and their infancy in Christ because we chopped, we, we went after something that, you know what, we had no business going after. And their, their blood, I'm telling you this, their blood is on our hands. There's, there's very few subjects to get me more fired up than this. I'm trying to move on. Don't let your eating ruin someone who Christ died for. Verse 16. Then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. For the kingdom of God is not the matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will prove of you too. So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. What if 2023, our goal was to live in harmony and to build each other up? What would happen? What would happen if we desired this year to be the year of loving and forgiveness and building one another up? Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember all foods are acceptable. But it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. And it is better not to eat meat or drink wine or anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. You may believe there's nothing wrong with it and what you're doing. And keep it between yourself and God. Hence, don't post it on social media. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. But don't broadcast it either well i'd like to share be considerate when you share what your message you're saying to others who are going to see that but if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something you're sinning if you go ahead and do it for you're not following your convictions if you do something you believe is not right you're sinning finally chapter 15 we who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We must not just please ourselves. We should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. For even Christ didn't live to please himself. As the scripture says, the insults of those who insult you, O God, have fallen on me. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scripture gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Verse five, may God who gives this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other as in fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. 
then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. There's no better place to do that in a small group. When we can accept each other, we can encourage one another, we can love each other even we don't, when we don't agree. Remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true to the promises he made to their ancestors. He also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. That is what the psalmist meant when he wrote for this. I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing your praises to I will sing praises to your name. And another place is written rejoice with his people. You Gentiles. And yet again, praise the Lord. All you Gentiles, praise him. All you people of earth. And in another place, Isaiah said, their heir of to David's throne will come and he will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hope on him. And here's the final part. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I love that last verse, but notice that last verse is the, is the, is the, is the period, the explanation point on the last three chapters we've written, we've read. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confidence through the power of the Holy Spirit. We love that promise, but Paul just gave us the action points to that promise starting in verse chapter 12 all the way to the end of thir- verse 13 of chapter 15. So 12, 13, 14, and half of 15, three and a half chapters. He gives us all that. And then finally s- gives us a one verse summarization. I pray that God, the source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confidence, hope through the power of the Holy spirit. Can I encourage you this today? We're going to be doing this more intentionally in the next uh, few months. But I want to encourage you. Would you do this for me? Maybe you started a New Year's resolution. Maybe you started the new New Year with the desire to read the Word of God. And so, like most people, when you start off, you start with Genesis 1-1 because, you know, that's where we start. Can I, can I ask you to pause your Bible reading? And can I ask you to do something for this next week as a challenge that every day, probably take you 20 minutes. Every day you would re- read Romans 12, 13 and 14, and then up through verse 13 of, verse, of chapter 15. So 12, 13, 14, and half of 15. And if you've got access to a Bible app, you can do this. Here's what I would suggest you do. Read it every day in a different translation. Read it in the New King James, the ESV, the MEV, the CEV, the NIV, the NLT, the uh, the Message Bible. Read it in, uh, um, um, I mean, there's, I could keep going on down the list of all. There's, there's enough translations that you could spend the next two weeks reading through it. Read it in different translations. Most of the time it's going to say similar, but every once in a while there's a translation that re- that puts a different word, uh, that translates it a little differently, that just challenges you. And read this every day for the next two weeks and watch the difference it will make in you. Watch the difference it will make in how you treat people, how you look at others. 
Let this be a challenge for us in Antioch West starting off the new year. This is a, this is a small group scripture. If there's ever one 12, 13, 14 and half of 15. Read that every day. And if you can't read it, there's books. There's, there's Bible on, on, on audio. You can even have James Earl Jones read it to you. But do this. Put it in your spirit. Don't just, just words or, and then from that, not just hear the word, but do the word. There was so much there and I could have gone, I could have, I mean, there was several verses, just one of those verses you could go hours on because there's so much depth to them. But can I encourage you and challenge you to take the words of Paul spoken by Paul, by the authority and the, the, um, the anointing of Jesus Christ spoken to you and I today and apply those in our life in Jesus name, because it's got to start with you. It's got to start with me. It's got to start here. And let the words of Paul, let the words of this message ring true to your ears today in Jesus name.